Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go, gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 927-WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Good morning, good morning. I got Bowl in the studio. It looks like the fog has lifted up. It was. It got pretty foggy here this morning. Yeah, not too bad. The weather's supposed to be great today. I think there's going to be a little bit of storms later on. And I think I'm going to have to replace this wire. One of my, my headphones is not going out. And it keeps cutting in and out when I'm moving the wire, so I do think it's the wire. Oh. I mean, I can see for the, here for the most part out of my left ear, but yeah, I we'll have to do some, uh, you know, some technical <laughs> diagnosis here in between the show or after the show. Uh, yeah, We've got recycling events today. So we've got Nokomis and Warrensburg, I believe is what they are. Let me double check real quick. And uh, so those are about an hour uh, east towards like Decatur-ish and then like an hour south-ish between Pena and uh, I think it's Litchfield is where it's at. But Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to Nokomis. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've ever... I, I know I, the first several years I worked for BLH, I helped with these one day events. Sure. I actually did several of them completely and totally by myself. I did them in, you know, in mirror to Leo, mm-hmm. who was doing some of them. Um, so uh, I, so, I could have been to Nokomis. I more than likely was there, but I actually, I don't remember. It was uh, 10 years ago for the first three or four years I worked for BLH when I drove the truck. So, I mean. But definitely they're, they're, these one day events are great if you got a bunch of recycling yep. and you're more convenient location, more convenient for people yeah. just to drive up and yeah I do believe them. almost all of our recycling events are convenience locations so oh, yeah. we do charge for TVs or monitors if you happen to have right. any of those so you could always bring those to us at any of our stores as well uh, Springfield residents with your driver's license we take three TVs or monitors at no cost uh, Christian County residents, we take, uh, I think it's an unlimited amount. Oh. And Jacksonville, we take uh, two. two. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I thought two was what yeah. I rem- remembered. <laughs> yep. Yeah, always great. Uh, I still need to finish getting my garage cleaned out and yeah. getting some stuff uh, recycled. It's been crazy couple weeks. And it's, it's getting ready to get a lot hotter. Actually, we're, yeah. really, we're really in the thick of spring now. Uh, oh, watch, yeah. it's going to like snow sometime because you know how <laughs> yeah. Illinois goes. Yeah, just stick around. <laughs> just, yeah. but, we'll have uh, all the seasons all in one day. We do. <laughs> we During the months of it's towards the end of June and all of July and all of August, we actually cancel our one-day events because it's just too hot and we don't want to put our guys out there through oh, yeah. that sort of stuff. So, uh, But then we do pick back up. I think it's at the end of August or it's the very beginning of September and the fall season is when we seem those are the really really big ones oh yeah, yeah. for sure for sure I, I think it has to do with uh, the school season where oh, people yeah. are going to school so they are replacing technology mm-hmm. from last year they might be getting you know school might be providing oh, technology yeah. or uh, we have schools who they bought Chromebooks like three years ago and now they need to replace 100% oh. of them because there is no physical upgrades you can do to them yeah, that's that's the bad thing about Chromebooks. Yeah. There, you can't do anything yeah. with them. I, I mean, I, I prefer to have a computer. Yeah. myself. I had a customer call and ask me a couple questions. She had purchased this Chromebook from a friend, and she was just having so many issues with it. And I was like, well, it's designed to do that. Unfortunately, it is great for like grade schoolers, junior high, yeah. uh, high school. 
actually not high schoolers. Uh, they're really not useful for a right. lot. They are a very watered down, locked down operating system in and of themselves. So they just cannot do a lot of what Windows itself just allows you to do in general. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're great if you want to give them to students and they can only access the apps for the school and do that sort of stuff. But they... They can't really like uh, peruse the internet too well. You don't use them for streaming. They're just they are not real computers for the most part. So and and the and the price of them. By the time you buy one of those, yeah. you might as well go to BLH, yep. get the BLH guarantee, and buy a laptop, yep. and then you got your upgrades, and they'll take care of you. Yep. We have never replaced uh, the screen on Chromebooks. Is one of the only things that can be replaced on them. Oh really? We've had people call and ask about it, and we're like, yeah, it's this price. The labor is this much. And like, well, that's how much the computer was. Unfortunately, I know. Yeah. I mean, we we will certainly offer this to you. We will we will suggest if we think it's it's uh, not necessarily worth it, but um, we we will give you our opinion and our advice. And if you still say, I will pay that labor fee to have this done, okay, we'll go ahead and order the part. Wow. So, but, but sometimes yeah. people just, they're used to, they're used to something and that's what they, they want. Just like your phone, a lot of times it's cheaper to replace the yeah. phone. But people, they want their phone, so yep. they'll they'll spend that money and have it replaced. That's I've got my HP <laughs> printer that I've been using for seven, eight years at this point, and it, it feels like an old pet at this time where it's like, I love this thing. It's printed out tons and tons of photos. Right. My families have multiple photo albums and big, good pictures that they printed on their wall, and I've printed them from this printer, <laughs> and it's just starting to get so old at this point. I'm like, man, you're going to kick the bucket any day now, and we've had several close calls sure. where like it hasn't responded to ink and like the roller at an issue and uh, me performing my own sort of surgery on this. Uh, this is how I, I learn things. This is how I, I learn the easiest oh. and actual hands-on experiences. Right. So while I am not necessarily certified to repair any kind of printer, I will definitely take a look at your printer. Sure. I will take a look at it. I will uh, look at the things that I know from experience of working on my own printer oh, because yeah. if I take mine apart and break something in it, it's yeah. mine. So right, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of times, though, the, it's the paper jams that you get yep. in those printers. And sometimes you get just a, like a little piece of paper, yep. and it just doesn't want to work. It is just a handful of really small issues with printers that right. stop the entire thing from oh, functioning. God, yeah. You look up whatever the support code is that they try to give you, and even a lot of the support codes will be software locked things. Sure. Uh, one of the articles you sent me That's is HP remotely disabling people's printers if it recognizes that the ink cartridge is not right. an official HP ink cartridge. Yeah. And that was I, something I ran into as well with this, where I bought, I have been using the exact same off-brand HP ink for the long, or not, sorry, not HP ink for the longest time because right. it's way cheaper, way cheaper. Yeah. And just one day out of nowhere, it, it quit, started throwing me an error code that uh, when I looked it up, it was saying I'm not using authentic Ink, and uh, and they're they're claiming they're doing this because of malware and some other some other things, and I'm like, really? Yeah, really? I, and I, I understand just... the whole. You know, you want your device to work the way that like you 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 built this device, you sell it, you want yeah. it to function correctly. If people put third party tools in it, it might not function exactly like you wanted to. Ink is a little yeah a controlling little... yeah yeah. But uh, I don't remember exactly what steps I did, but I did. You know, I I have I would say that I'm certified. In Google Foo, so yeah. I'm able to peruse the internet and ask questions and look at forums. And I found a couple of things that I tried with my printer, and I resolved that issue. That is no longer an issue with wow. this printer that I've had for a while. Awesome. It no longer throws any kind of error code. 
because of the ink that I've been continuing to use. Wow. So there are ways around this stuff. It's... Sometimes, sometimes though, it's a little bit more for the, I mean, the average person might not yeah. be able to yep. do it. You might have to be a little technical, yep. tech savvy to, to do some of these things. Yeah, and I, I do understand that. And I mean, there are people who, you know, they, they can't reset their password on their email because that's just an overwhelming process. Right. And it is an overwhelming process for the record, having to go through changing information oh. for these websites. I appreciate the two th- factor and the security that they come oh, yeah, with. yeah, absolutely. But it is a little overwhelming if you run into some an issue at points in times. Yeah, and then sometimes too they make you change the password just randomly like they expire it. That and has then- actually been proven to be less secure. If you change your password too many times, you're more than likely to forget it. You're also more than likely to uh Let's see, what's the best way to put this? Uh, use the exact same password sure. over and over. So like Dave 1, Dave 2, Dave, Dave three, 3, Dave 4. Let's see, I got to change it again. Did I use Dave 4 or did I use Dave 5? Well, let me try Dave 6 this time and then Dave 7 and then Dave 8. And if anybody ever found one of your passwords and they're like, oh, it's Dave 3, well, let me check. Let me go through. You already know the first four right. parts of the password. You just change that last one. And so it is, I have pleaded with my bank personally. I have sent them an email asking them to forward it to their IT department because they regularly ask me to change my uh, password on my app. Yeah. And it's it's not safe. It's same, way same less secure. Bank too. Yeah. And it, 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 you, f- you forget, like you said, you forget, yep. you forget, you just use the next number you bump it up and i'm i'm guilty of it i'm i'm definitely one of those people i'm guilty of of the password and changing the, that one number on it so uh. i mean that's not it, that's not necessarily the issue but it, it would be an issue if like there's any kind of data breach oh, yeah. and they're like hey your previous oh. password was dave one let's try all of the right. dave numbers yeah. and uh Let's replace, you know, the E with a three. See if he did that to try and, you know, make it so that yeah. it's DAV3. I actually found out recently that that does not increase the security of your passwords if you replace very common letters with very common numbers. Right. And it makes total sense. Right. So if you replace a O with a zero, it's essentially the exact same thing. Right. It does or not like add any. Or like a one with an exclamation point. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yep. Well, we need to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after this. The phone lines are open. 217-629-7970. Springfield's news and talk. Well, welcome back to ninety two seven WMAY. Sorry, the we're, we're the, the court issue resolved. It, it is in fact the court. Can you hear me just fine, Dave? Yeah. Okay. I hear yeah, you. It is great. in fact the court that was the issue. So I. Uh, we took the the pair from Brian's headset because he is not here today. So, but Don't I tell him. I Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. I do have to get that replaced. I set an alarm on my phone so while I'm at VLH, I can just replace. We should have plenty of these cables. It's not the standard uh, eight millimeter on both ends. It's eight millimeter and the three point five on one end. So, um, I I should be able to find these cables no problem. We should have tons oh, of them. But uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I as soon as I put these headphones on, I was like, hmm, this losing it, and it sounds a little interesting. I think it's the cable. Replace the cable. Boom, got it. Take Taken care of after after a while, you know, things they just they wear out. You yep. and you mm-hmm. have to you have to do that sometimes. Yep. Just replace them, 
And I wanted to uh, talk about the Toyota recall. Yeah. You were you were bringing that up this morning. We were talking yeah. about it off the air yeah, uh, this not, morning. Not necessarily a recall, uh, a data breach or, is what I'm sorry. Was. I apologize. Yeah. Data breach. No worries. <laughs> We've talked about recalls before and how recalls in today's day and age could actually just mean a firmware update. So just a, a piece of data they send out. Um but yeah, Toyota announced that they have actually had a data breach, and it actually has. It was something that was accessible for over several years. They discovered this decade. This yeah, it was almost a decade. Well, it was it was seven years that they said that this uh, was the loophole was available. Right. Um, but it was it's <laughs> that was the main point that they brought up that I really wanted to mention is that these people got ten years worth of two million people's travel history. Oh, wow. Uh, they Damn. also mentioned in there that this did include VIN numbers, and they I hate, I, br- I mentioned this to you, I hate right. that they specified that this VIN number is not personally identifiable yeah. information, so it's not, you know, some level of security, but we've also talked so many times about how in this world, all these little tiny crumbs, it's, fragments, yeah, yeah add up to who you are as yeah, a person. Yeah, absolutely. So it would take almost nothing to tie a VIN number with a person. Right. You can and Google Google yourself, you know, yep. and they, they can fill in the mi- missing pieces yep, probably exactly. with the Google. Your VIN number is public information. Yeah. It is literally accessible via the outside of your vehicle. You yeah. have to be able to walk up to a vehicle and physically looking at it see a VIN number. It said in this article that, sure, VIN numbers are accessible, but... It would require somebody like willing to go up to the car and look at the VIN number and then also try and tie the VIN number, you know, to your travel history. I mean, in the cases of like stalking and, you know, abuse, that's there's clearly enough motivation. And if they're able to just get that number from your car and then also actually track your travel history is, uh, it pointed out in this article that this was even people who did not opt into their service. So these Bluetooth, these GPS devices, there are several devices in our electronics nowadays that are functioning even when the device is powered down. Even if there's not enough battery to power on the phone, there's still enough battery for that Bluetooth emergency signal that it sends out. And I'm... sure that the GPS, uh, if my phone is completely and totally off and I use that find my function on my iPhone, it will point exactly where it's at. Sure. So it gives some kind of signal, some kind of information out. One of the comments on that article on Reddit that I read, somebody was like, so they know where my stolen Toyota is at? I mean, they should know guaranteed for a fact where this vehicle is at. If it's GPS tracked and you, they they have collected 10 years worth of people's data and they tried saying it's not personally identifiable so it doesn't, it's certainly not one of those like biometric laws that they get in trouble. But I, I do imagine this is going to end up being a class action lawsuit. Yeah, because of how long it's been, it's because gone on. Because of how long they've collected this yeah, data. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's just, it's scary, it's scary yep. to me to think about that. Yeah. In my own personal experience, this week actually, I got a email, or uh, I got a letter, I received a letter from State Farm is my vehicle insurance. Sure. And when I too. signed up for it, I opted into the safe driver program. Yes, we so did So they asked me if I would like to install a tracking device in my vehicle and install an app on my phone. Right. And if I'm a safe enough driver, it will give me a discount on insurance. And I mean, no hesitation, of course. Yeah, definitely. I, I know I'm a good driver, so I, I don't have any issues with right. you tracking me. I 
I typically have do not disturb on my phone because I just don't use my phone while I'm driving. Yeah, I, I actually found out you have to disable that because the app needs to be active while you're driving. So mm. I actually had to disable my iPhone's, you know, uh, feature that it doesn't allow calls mm. to come in unless uh, you the same number calls twice within five minutes. And any text message, it actually automatically responds with, uh, I'm driving, I will get the message when I stop, something mm. along those lines. And oh. I had to dis- disable that, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know. I. I don't have mine dis. I don't have mine disabled. I just don't answer the phone if yeah. I'm driving. Usually. Uh, but so that it, it asked me to put in my odometer and it would give me a discount. Yeah. A discount. And I. I actually have to imagine that they know. They should know what my odometer is if they knew what it started at and then. <laughs> well, especially if it's tracking you as you're yeah. as you're driving and knows how many miles you went. Yeah. So your odometer should match up to whatever this app is yeah. saying. But yeah, I've had to submit our vehicle, both of our vehicles, the same time, and they'll set. And if I don't, they'll text me like my state farm agent. She'll text me. She's like, "You need to submit your odometer reading." Yeah, like and okay. I mean, it, it did give me a, a more of a discount, which is great, but. When I went into this app to put in my odometer reading, there is a breakdown of like I don't I don't know if it's labeled driving skills, but it it, it rates yeah. my driving ability. And yeah. I'm a little I'm a little irritated about that. I'll I'll touch more on that in just a second. But how does it? I mean, I guess it t- is taking all this data from other drivers then comparing them to rate your ability. I I don't know how it it, it rates things like uh, I know it gave me a uh, what I would call less than acceptable, <laughs> uh, less than acceptable rating for braking events. Mine so I've had to step on the brake harder than what is reasonable a couple of times, I guess. I don't I don't think that makes any sense, but um, it says I uh, I take corners too quickly. Oh. And I, I argue a little bit about that because it also says that I drive the speed limit just fine. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, a we- that's a weird one, yeah. yeah. But going through this app, the thing that caught my eye is there is a photo of a the Google Maps of 100% of my trans- mm-hmm. transit since February when I signed up for this driver's st- uh, safe program. Oh, wow. So I can actually go back to whatever date between February and now and go, on this date, I drove to here, and then I drove to here. It is kind of funny seeing they're relatively the same, like, three, like, right. my daughter's school, grocery store, work. Mm. That's essentially it. And then they all link to, you know, my place. But... uh that's it. I don't know. It kind of took me aback a little bit. Like I opted into this. I just I want to make sure. sure everyone knows that at least for this, they asked me and I said yes. So yeah. it's. Uh, I did too because I, I I wanted to save some money on but our. The Toyota insurance. thing proves, and we've always talked about like our phones and having you know how much they track oh, yeah. everything. But the Dude. Toyota thing also proves that th- this information is being tracked whether you opt into it or not. Yeah, and they that, actually mentioned in the article that there were people who did not opt into this service, right. but they know. The transit history of them. Yeah, that, and that's scary. That yeah. It's scary that they they know that when they didn't opt into opt into this. Yep. And you wonder how many other car makers, other that haven't said anything, yep. probably have the same issue. I mean, it every, it's got to be guaranteed 100% every single Android Auto or Apple CarPlay vehicle that is in use is tr- tracking GPS tracking. Got to yeah. be wow. guaranteed. So. All right. Well, we need to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Talk computers and internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. 
Welcome back to the BLH Show. The phone lines are open, 217-629-7970. And I wanted to bring up uh, Disney. Disney is going to be combining uh, Disney Plus and Hulu into one app. Yeah, and this is something that uh, affects me personally, so I'm really not happy about it. I know I have talked a lot on here about how much I use Disney. My family uses it a ton. Yeah. I have stayed with them throughout the two or three different price changes that they've done, and I, it's okay, I guess. Uh, but to me, what this says is I don't I don't watch Hulu too much. I've me neither. actually never signed up for their service, and that's not to say that they don't have any content that I could potentially enjoy. I just don't I don't really watch TV a whole lot. If I do watch TV, it's usually movies that I enjoy watching. So <laughs> I don't really I don't stream almost at all. Um, Disney is on almost constantly because I have very young children. So oh yeah, absolutely. We do a ton of Disney Plus. But to me, what this says is they are going to be adding a bunch of more uh, options and more content to me and raising the price. Yeah, and that's exactly what it's saying. If I don't use this, it if it's uh, if there's no option, it's going to really upset me. If they're just like, it's Disney and Hulu, no matter right. what, it's double the price, no matter what, that's the only option you have. You get both of them and all of our content that we have. If they allow me to keep just Disney like I've been using at the same price... I'll be happy with it, but yeah. that's never how this goes. So yeah, every time these these companies merge like that, because uh, what is it? H- is it HBO and Discovery yeah. Plus merging? I can't I can't remember I can't off remember top. Actually. Yeah, I think it's yeah. those two that are merging uh, later on this year into one app. And it's like the HBO Ultra or yeah. HBO Max or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't think they're just calling, exactly, but calling it Max. I think is what yeah. they're. Oh yeah, call. it was just the yep. Yeah, they're dropping the HBO part. Yeah, and and anytime this happens. I feel like we lose stuff, actually. You don't really gain anything. And then the prices, like you say, they go up. So if I was already interested in what Hulu has to offer, I would already be a... Uh, subscriber to them. Right. So if you're a subscriber to both, it is possible that this will reduce your monthly fee for your streaming services. Sure. So this could be positive for people who are already subscribed to both. Um, we've talked on here about a one of the more frugal things you could do is jump from streaming services to streaming services yeah. throughout the year. So if you're just signed up for both Disney and Hulu, you probably don't have, you might have enough time to watch all the content that they have to offer, but you're you're probably you're more than likely paying for service that you're not using fully. We've talked about like yeah, you know yeah. sign up yeah, for Netflix, absolutely. get as much out of Netflix as yeah, you can, absolutely. then sign up for Hulu, get as much out of Hulu as you can. So I, I've and I've done that in the past. I mean, we have Disney Plus because we get it through Verizon. They yeah. we uh, they offer a li- like a little discounted rate, so yeah. we get it we get it that way. But yeah, anyway, be you're right. You, you sign up for these and then you cancel them and kind of yeah. do that thing. Like that's at least what's recommended. It's it's one of the more cost efficient methods, especially with all of these splintering off. Oh, yeah. And and now I, I hate to see like some of them come oh. back together and we might see more division with like certain shows believe they are stronger than sure. others. So like the certain companies come out with like Paramount Plus, they decided oh. they were losing a lot of money, so they came out with their own streaming service and like everyone's coming out with their new version of their well specific and, streaming service. And now the the governments they're looking into because a lot of people have been cord cutting they want to put like an amusement tax is what chicago calls that crazy because they don't get enough taxes out of you so they're trying to do that because they're losing that revenue from the television you know like comcast everybody because people are 
It's all about that dollar, man. It's all about how they can get their, you know, their finger in the honey, anything that they can get, every tiny little bit that they can get. Uh, There was an article I was reading sometime last week, I believe it was. I think it was before our show last week, actually. I can't remember which... Uh, major uh, restaurant it is, if it's Wendy's or if it's McDonald's, I don't remember exactly, but they're rolling out where they are officially removing the uh, order takers. So now you would just either go on the app and order it, or you will talk to an AI, you will talk to probably ChatGPT, and it will put the order in for you. So they are, one of the biggest issues people uh, mentioned is that these corporations are still extracting the same amount of money from these communities, but they're paying less wages now. Right. So they're not actually paying people who live in the community to do this job. They're removing that position. So they're still taking out the exact same amount of money, and they're not putting in the same amount of money. So it's it's funneling communities' worth of money to corporations. And it's it's just every single... Every single business, every single corporation is trying to, yeah, get every tiny little piece that they can. And even, yeah, the government getting involved trying to get a an entertainment tax because we... We decided to cord yeah. cut the cable company. So now, so now they lost that money. Well, we're going to... We're still going to tax you, they yep. say. We're going to put that entertainment yep. tax in. And, and it's and also the the fact that, like, they control everything so hardcore. Oh, yeah. We, one of the articles you sent me is that Disney Plus is ending the support for some of the older Roku models. <laughs> Models. Yeah, LaRoku 4, I think, specifically. Yeah. So it's the first 4K Roku model. So this is a 4K streaming device. Right. This is a 7-year-old device. It's that's, that's a fairly good life for an electronic, but we've also kind of entered a new age where electronics are so efficient and they're so, uh, right. they're so much smaller than right. they used to be that, well, it, it's like, you know, why, why kill a perfectly good device? Exactly. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, so you just decide, oh, we're, we don't want to support it anymore, so we're going to end it. It's software. The yeah, whole entire absolutely. thing is software. And every time they come out with a new, every device has its own built-in OS, its sure. own built-in operating system with that tells itself how to function. So there's an OS built inside these Roku, and people are constantly trying to attack them and you know exploit them and figure out loopholes and figure out if there's a way that we can get in between the data that's being sent to you and you receiving it so that we you know either collect data or just whatever malicious activity but it's that game of cat and mouse and they finally decided they're done with this particular model so we have just like apple does with their planned obsolescence we have perfectly good perfectly functioning hardware and machinery where it's either slightly off track with the software or they just are like we're just done playing this game of cat and mouse with this particular device right absolutely and and it's it's sad it's sad and that's what we're having with the window windows 10 you know because of that that tpm chip yep they decided they don't what it is they decided that they don't want windows 11 to run on it because of this tpm chip and they want this particular one to run on it but windows 11 won't run just fine yep uh another uh thing with controlling the narrative uh i think you might have sent it to me actually where uh meta is stopping the uh facebook messenger support on its apple iwatches yeah so up until they made this announcement you could receive messages on your iwatch you could send a voice message you could send a like or an emoji so you couldn't type out a message but you could respond to your messages and they are just simply removing that service right they are just no longer allowing you to respond 
from your watch itself. Which I don't understand why. I mean, you got the watch, you, you've paid for it, you've got, they've had this app how long now it's been yep. out, and then at the end of the month they're saying, nope. Yep. We're killing it. So uh, this article you sent me cited that they're not sure if it's because uh, Apple watches in general are going more towards a health focus. We've talked about the oh, uh, yeah. the sensors that they've had built into them. So I don't understand how being more health-centric, you you would want to remove the ability to res- respond to a message. I, I, that doesn't make any sense. And then the other thing that he said, and that's what he said in this article. Too, right. He's like, I think this is what they're saying, but that, that doesn't necessarily make sense. It also doesn't make sense that uh, it almost feels like they're trying to force you to spend more time on your phone. Yeah. So if you cannot respond to this stuff on your watch, you have to pull your phone out or go to a computer and actually open up the service and the website and use the services available there. And there is definitely a difference in data that oh, like yeah. your watch sends out, your phone sends out, your computer sends out. So it it does feel like they are just removing an option right. to force you into an option that already exists, but that is... Uh, more beneficial to them. It, it feels like they collect more data if you use your phone or yeah. if you use your computer. So it there's almost no reason for them to remove the ability to respond via right. the watch. Well, um, because the watch isn't obsolete. You know, the, yep. watch, the watches are great. They're updating all the OSs for yep. it. So... Why remove it? They announced that they're going to be, they will be re- uh, releasing a newer update to the OS, which changes it a little bit, focuses more on widgets as opposed to, I know they, something they cited is they didn't see the results they wanted on the watch as far as uh, the actual apps that mirrored the phone. So they're going to come out with widgets, uh, I guess. So, uh, yeah, they, I don't know. It sounds like they will eventually bring back the ability to, but in a different way. But it, I don't see why they just flat yeah. out removed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah don't don't remove it. I bring out your widgets in your next, you know, major yep. release of your iOS or Apple Watch OS, I guess it would be in yep. this case. And Man, the TPM chip that you mentioned, that that makes me so frustrated. Oh. Because when that goes into effect, if they still draw yeah. that line in the sand and they're like, these are our hard requirements, we will never go below these requirements, something like 80% of the computers in most of the world, most of the residents of the world actually, uh, won't be able to use Windows 11. Right. And it's based off of this hard chip inside it's, of it and a requirement for the processor that I do not believe is as strict well, as it should be. Well, they're, they're f- in this case here, they're forcing you to go buy new equipment and they're saying, hey, you know, go buy new equipment because we're not going to support your computer yep. anymore. And most people are like, well, why should I buy? have to buy a new new yep. computer? Mine works perfectly fine. I bought this like three or four years ago. It was like four or $500. It's a sixth gen processor. Yeah. Like what? what is the difference between the processing power of a sixth gen and a ninth gen? Right. When you're talking this this much gigahertz this much processing difference is almost irrelevant to the standard consumer right most people can use a sixth gen processor with no problem oh, yeah. in any way shape or form it, it we we are not we are well past the world of turn your computer on go get a cup of coffee take a shower come back and your computer might be loaded at that point yeah. we are well past yeah. that point these yeah. sixth gen processors oh, they might cool. lag for you know 
10 seconds actually seems like an excessive amount of time. Um, it depends on what all you're doing and how much you're trying to do at the same time. But man, a sixth gen processor is, and eighth gen is what the cutoff is. So even a seventh gen processor, is, they're saying is not good enough to run Windows 11. And we've seen Windows 11 on like a Core 2 Duo. And not run efficiently, but but it it runs, yeah. yeah. It so yeah, so why why make why make this change? I do understand uh, the less processing power, you can take advantage of that and force the computer to do things. You know, it doesn't, it's not supposed to. So there there is a little bit of an argument there, but we're talking that's that's history, history. So <laughs> all right, we need to take a quick commercial break. Welcome back to 97 WMAY, the BLH show. And conversations we have off the air, man, we're just talking about video games yep. and the Super Mario movie. Yep. Wife and I, we got to see it this past week, and it, it brought back a lot of memories having some of the original soundtrack. I know, Bull, you haven't had a chance to see it yet, you were saying. and But, yeah, no, it's definitely worth going and checking out just, yeah. just to... Because it, it brought back, like, when when I went to the Illinois State Museum, you know, about a month or so ago with the wife, and we were playing that Mario game, or Mario game, and it just, it just brought back, yeah, yep. yeah, nostalgia overload, yep. and, and some of the things that they did, how they incorporated several of the games throughout the years into the movie, it was really, it was really cool. I try to check out, uh, I'm a huge video game nerd, so I do try to check out most of the video game to movie adaptations. So I sure. will check it out eventually. I just haven't had a chance to, and it is one that has had absolutely rave reviews. And oh, I have yeah. heard that Peaches song like ten times. <laughs> My Peaches. children absolutely love it. One of the articles you sent me is about uh, Google and teaming up with Tato to. Oh yes. Uh, to release an AR Space Invaders game. So an augmented reality oh, yeah. Space Invaders game. And uh, and as soon as I saw this, my mind went back uh, several years ago when there was one similar, I think it was with Adam Sandler called Pixels. Yeah, the movie. And Yeah, the movie Pixels. And that's kind of what my mind, when I saw this picture, went to. Yeah, the picture at it, it almost looks like a, a screenshot from that movie. And then there was another image, yeah, of the phone where it looks like you're in like a wireframe kind of uh Tron type setting, so I don't think either of these are official images right. of the game. Um, I this made me think about uh, the Apple uh, conference that is on June fifth because oh, yes. they have talked Coming a out. lot about how they're doing AR and VR stuff, and they're really focusing on AR. And I I I think that there is a ton of potential in the augmented reality oh, absolutely. Realm, and I don't think anybody's quite yet hit that nail on the head. So I'm really hoping that either Apple shows us something revolutionary or Google does, and not even video games, just in general. Just Apple, one of the things that they've had is a very sleek wireframe set of glasses where, like, you know, if you're a doctor, you can get somebody's medical history or just other pieces of information that you would want to see in front of you as you're going about your life, so... Right, and it's kind of it's cool. In a sense, it's really cool. I I think, but in a sense, it's kind of scary too to to think that a doctor could get that just like yeah. mm -hmm. looking through this pair of yeah. glasses. And I know that is actually a lot of people's concerns is uh, even just these video games. They're not necessarily an invasion of privacy. And with you're in public, there's really no expectation for privacy. But if I'm looking through my phone and I hold it towards you, and on my phone there's a monster behind you, so I start shooting at the monster. You don't necessarily 
necessarily know that. And you're now involved in my video game, whether you want to or not. So there's certainly some <laughs> legality issues to this sort of thing. And uh, they cited specifically in this that uh, this company had released and already pulled the augmented reality Harry Potter game because it just it failed unfortunately and they cite that no other video game has had the success or I'm sorry it was Niantic that released oh. that one no other video game has had the success of the Pokemon Go that Niantic originally oh. released and I felt like that comment is a bit disingenuous yeah almost everyone I know who has either played Pokemon Go or continues to play it turned the augmented reality feature off almost immediately it was cool. It was nifty. I don't want to. Cool. I think it was cool at yeah. first. It was really cool at first, yeah. but then yeah, it was like eh. it. It it wasn't as as great as it should have been. I mean, it. If you can, you have to point your phone like at the end of my hallway, and at the end of my hallway is the Pokemon that then I right. battle or whatever. Or if I'm sitting on the bus and I'm just looking at my lap with my phone in it, playing a video game like I would a normal video game, that kind of just takes over the entire aspect of it. Right. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know if they should be focusing on video games. I really don't know if augmented reality is going to be for video games, but I do I do feel like this is a space that has not quite been broken into yet that has a ton of potential for just not even medical stuff, but I mean, imagine if you're like a mechanic and somebody drives in and you just look at the VIN number on a vehicle because yeah. it's, you know, public it's it's right, on the outside. Right there, yeah. And then like you take a step back and look at the car and he can get just yeah. right there all the info all, we need. all the codes just start popping up yeah. like if they were to plug in to your exactly. little yep. um I don't know what they call it that little yeah. reader thing in, underneath the car but just like even something like last oil change owner of the vehicle you know right. it any amount of information that might be relevant that would just show up on your glasses or whatever other, if you have a tablet that you point to it or whatever. A lot of these people are uh, trying to focus on glasses, which I do think is going to be hopefully what will be the kind of the future, the I future, guess. Yeah, yeah. That, it, I like I said, I think it'd be cool, but then on that same token, I just I don't know. It makes me a little little yeah. nervous. Kind of like the Chat GPT. It just kind of makes me. Yep. It makes me nervous about it. It's something very cool that yeah, a lot of people can use. Use, but uh, depending on the level of reach that it has, uh, bad actors can certainly cause problems right. using oh, yeah. this kind of stuff. I mean, they said in and that article that you'd have to get the VIN number in order to use this information to harm somebody, and people will do that. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and a lot of these car places, though, when they're selling the cars, they list the VIN number, yeah. too. So yeah. they could even get that VIN number ahead of time before they sell the car. I and, mean, and actually, man, that's kind of crazy to think about. Imagine going to a lot and you're like, I want to buy this car here. You pull up the VIN number. You can see the last three years, every single transit that it has taken. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know for a fact that, like, oh, this car drove to the grocery store, you know, twice a week, or this car drove drove uh, out in the uh, lake mm -hmm. area where it might not have been taken care of, you sure. know, as good as it could have been or whatnot, or this car regularly drove through, like, you know, a restricted property or something. Just, I don't know, some kind of information to make a decision. It's weird to think that I, I opened this app, and yeah, they had... Yeah. Every single transit I had had since I installed and authorized this tracking device. Who needs Carfax at yeah. this point in time? Because you don't need it after this. Yeah, I mean, if this information just comes with the car, because cars are so much more computers nowadays than they ever have been. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're computers to the point where they will tell you no. 
right. over things. Right. Or like we had talked about uh, several weeks ago now, where I think it was Ford who wants to have the um, repo company repossess it if you missed your payment. Yep. And the car would just pull over, you know, until the, the repo truck got there, then take the car away. Yep. I mean, we've talked about somebody's vehicle being stolen and there was a child in the back seat. So the detective called the vehicle company and was like, hey, this VIN number, I think they used of the vehicle, somebody stole. We need to know exactly where they're at. And their response was, oh, well, the owners never paid for the GPS service. Yeah, so that good. detective had to pay for the GPS service and then they found the, the child. Oh, well. well, how do they get a hold of you? You can come and see us at 1832 Stevenson Drive. We are there until 5 p.m. today. We are also at 426 South Main in Jacksonville, and they are open until 5 as well. Yes, thanks for the thumbs up. I got it without even, yeah. Taylorville's 123 West Main Cross. They are closed today. Uh, feel free to bring us any recycling. You can find us on Facebook or our Twitter or our website, blhcomputers.com. All right, see, see you next week. week.